Hi, thank you for joining us. This Mita del Com podcast episode has been produced by the Mita Diversity Institute Global, which is a member of the Mita del Com consortium. Hello and welcome to this latest Media Delcom podcast produced by Media Diversity Institute Global and with me, Tanya Saksuski. In this episode, we'll be exploring the challenges the media faces in Romania, including news fatigue, polarization and failing to connect with the public. And we'll be asking, is there room for deliberative communications and deliberative journalism? Joana Avedani is the president of the Center for Independent Journalism in Bucharest and a member of the Media Del Com team. I caught up with her recently to find out why she wants to highlight the dangers of people just not listening anymore. People try to avoid news because the situation is not very rosy. And uh, I'm uh, talking here about the economic situation. The the uh, international situation with war at our borders, you know, energy crisis, COVID crisis still having impact on the on the society. So life is tough. Life is tough enough. You, you don't need news to make it tougher. I think that this is the general thinking. And what is painful for us is to see that people blame the journalists for this. Is not that life is tough and this is it, is that the journalists are doing a bad job making us sadder. How are the journalists taking it? How do they feel when they're under attack for being the bringer of bad news? They try to cope. And uh, it's very difficult to talk about journalists in general because there are different coping mechanisms adopted by different categories. Some of them pretend nothing happened and they keep doing whatever they were doing before. And I think that this is a mistake because if the people refuse to listen to you as a journalist, you have already lost the battle. Some other try to play along with the people and try to cater whatever they need or whatever they imagine the people need. And uh, here we have a serious volume of infotainment, of you know, light news and cute animals with videos with sourced YouTube or Facebook, you know, this kind of non-engaging or non-news actually. Some other try to do their real job try to dig deeper and find the real topics that are undergoing in the Romanian society. There is corruption, of course. There is the rise of uh, illiberal ideas. There is a capture of the nationalistic discourse by people who are not necessarily to be trusted. <laughs> we, we have problems. Back to this listening, you said people aren't listening to journalists because of news fatigue. Are journalists listening to audiences? Because in some places there's a big disconnect that a lot of the public find the media irrelevant because they're not really tackling the issues they want covered. They're not listening to the public and catering to what they want. Romanian media has never been reputed for their strong connection with the public. For many of them, public means audience figures. And when you look at your public as numbers, there is clearly a disconnection there, a human disconnection. 
too many times the Romanian journalists are writing or broadcasting or talking for the powers that be. It's less to explain to the public what is happening is more influencing the public decision in the name of the public that you actually ignore. Sounds to me that there is then an opportunity or an opening for deliberation, for deliberative journalism or deliberative communications that will reconnect the media with the public on important issues. Is there any appetite for it? I hope so, otherwise I wouldn't be here. <laughs> I wouldn't do this. I think it's high time we reconnect the journalists and the public. And I make a distinction here between journalists and media. The first step is to reconnect the journalists with the people they actually serve, they actually work for. And uh, actually I think it's a good moment to do this. There are so many problems, there are so many voices, there are so many people speaking up after years and years of laissez-faire. Listen to us on mediatelcom.eu, Amazon, Apple, Google, Spotify and Stitcher. Please subscribe. You're looking at the risks and opportunities for deliberative communications as part of the Media Delcom project. Is there any interest in what you're doing in your country? Do, you, do people sort of think, yeah, this is an interesting concept, maybe we want to find out more? Actually, this is a very tough question. I have no idea how deep is this interest or how strong is this interest because we are just at the beginning of promoting the concept. Uh, we have been involved in this project for the last two years, but it was the preparation phase. By preparation, I mean research, and it was a very thorough research, and it was a very extensive research in terms of topics covered. Now we are starting to put the concept in the public sphere. I am optimistically reluctant to do this, or reluctantly optimistic, depending on how, uh, how you put it. We don't have necessarily a culture of debate. There is a certain degree of polarization in the Romanian society. Even questioning somebody on topic or a sentence is sometimes perceived as an act of aggression. So promoting the idea that you have to speak your mind, but at the same time listen to whatever the others have to say is very advanced. <laughs> I think that deliberation is a matter of culture, not a matter of just professional culture. Deliberation should be promoted and implemented not only in the media but also in the politics, in the relationship between public servants and, and people and taxpayers should be implemented in schools. Our schools are still very much relying on the model under which the teacher teaches and the student studies. There's no real dialogue between teachers and students. So there's a lot to be done in terms of deliberation in Romania. Part of a job of a media is to also make sure that people can hear or listen to minority groups or people from communities that aren't heard very often. So that diversity in the media, are you seeing that? I think that the uh, social networks helped a lot. 
because they gave voices to all kind of minorities. But once again, deliberate communication is not only about talking and having a platform, but it's also it involves the right to be listened and to be considered as part of the problem solving. We ha- still have to work on uh, on this part. In theory, we uh, love and respect our minorities. There is a legal environment that help the minorities and respect the minorities. What is actually happening in practice is a slightly different story. And we had signs over the last years that this illiberal discourse is on the rise. The minorities and minority rights are questioned. Being human rights supporter became something like a political opinion. You know, the fact of the universality of human rights somehow got lost in translation. It is considered that only the liberals with ironic quotation marks are interested in human rights. And if we start like this, it would affect not only the minorities, they will be the first affected, but it will affect all of us. The moment we start questioning the universality of human rights is the moment that we have to be terribly, terribly scared. What needs to happen tomorrow to make sure that path is not followed even further? It should have started, I think, 20 or 30 years ago, a very solid change in education. Look at the education through the lens of human rights. Put together a country plan. After we joined the European Union, there was no country project to bring together the energies of all people, irrespective of their political preferences. And what would that plan look like for the media? What do they need to do from tomorrow to change the dynamics? Clean up the definition of a journalist. We don't have an accepted definition of who is a journalist. And I think it's getting harder and harder to have such a definition with the new technologies and with the diversification of what you call media landscape. We are already talking about media environment is not only landscape is not only fixed forms that are supporting slight changes throughout the years is something that is alive that is changing by the hour is relationships forming and breaking within the space of weeks or uh, or year so it's a very vivid environment so who is a journalist in this vivid environment is very difficult to to establish but the journalists themselves should define who they are to say everybody has a right uh, to write or to broadcast or whatever but we journalists are doing this in this way and I think that what is separating the journalistic work from other forms of communication is the commitment to public interest and the respect of ethical norms. So very briefly, what's the outlook for the media, do you think? Oh, I wish I knew. <laughs> As we like to say, the media will change to the point that you will not recognize the environment, but journalism has to be the same meaning values, listening to people, because we have just talked about this, and bringing the real problems of the people to the attention of the decision makers. So a lot to consider. My thanks to Joanna Avendani, president of the Centre for Independent Journalism in Bucharest and a member of the Media Delcom team. 
and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast produced by Media Diversity Institute Global, do like and share it. I look forward to your company next time. Goodbye.